Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday night. We're here with another sort of a preview show. It's not so much a preview show this week as it is a uh, a call slash question show. Um, surprising as it may be, there aren't a ton of Jacksonville State beat writers for us to preview this game. Um, but myself, TJ Pittenger, and my co-hosts, Freddie Stevenson and Richie Barnes. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well, man. No complaints, man. I'm alive and well. Everything good this way. Hey, we we have hope for a potential W this weekend. There won't be many weeks like this. I'm I'm feeling good. Definitely excited to to try and notch one in the win column. Um, I don't want to look at the rest of the schedule. I don't want to look at anything else that may or may not happen. I just want to go one and zero this week. Um, we got a caller. We got a question that. Uh, is asking about, you know, what happens in certain scenarios with, you know, FSU after this weekend. And I do want to answer that when that comes up, but yeah, I just want to go one and know this week, right? I, I just want to go one and know for the first time this year. So um, double fries, no slaw. We had some good social media interaction with Guthrie's today. Double fries, no slaw brought to you by Guthrie's uh, specifically in Tallahassee. But if you are anywhere close, you should go check them out. If you're in Tallahassee, they're at 1818 West Tennessee Street and 2550 Northman Row. Um, I, since we started this podcast, I have eaten a lot more fried chicken and a lot more French fries. Cause like every time I'm at work, the people, you know, some of my buddies in the office kind of know the pie and they're like, oh, let's go get fried chicken. I'm like, man, we got to stop doing this. So anyway, if you, if you're anywhere near Guthrie's, if you're anywhere near, a knockoff Guthrie's um, like Zaxby's or Raising Cane's or whatever, shoot us a picture and I'll, uh, I'll send you a double fries, no slaw sticker. Um, but if you're anywhere close to a Guthrie's go there as opposed to one of those knockoffs. Um, also check out our Patreon. We always kind of give priority to Patreons for uh, call-ins questions. Uh, and then we kind of hook you up with some, some neat swag. We didn't do a reaction show last week. I think we absolutely will do one this week after the Jacksonville state game. I got some takes if that game goes South, and I know we'll be excited about the win um, that we're going to get on Saturday. So check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash double fries pod. If you're watching this, listening, please retweet, share, rate it five stars, whatever platform you're on kind of dictates that. But if you could retweet it, share it, get it out there, that would be great. Um, all right, I'll shut up. Richie, how's it going? Freddie, what's going on, man? What you, what, what you guys been up to this week? So this week, man, just – Yesterday, I'm kind of mad at myself. I ain't getting my picks in for that Lakers game, but I'm going to make up for it tonight on this Jets game. But other than that, I've just been chilling, man. Kind of calmed down a little bit from last week, but my team, they, hopefully they get us a win this week because last week I was pissed. And that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, same, man. You know, uh, so my company's fiscal year ended September 30th, and we if we don't use our vacation days by the end of the year, we lose them. So I just took the last week off from work. I had to go back yesterday. Man, it's brutal going back to work after, you know, six, seven days off, after that loss and everything, and just on a bender. I had the sweats and the shakes at work, man, but that's okay. We're we're back to, to real life now, and, you know, I'm, I'm actually still looking forward to this season. As bad as this season has started, I think there's some hope. It's bleak, but I'm excited to, to keep talking about it and keep bringing every, everyone the, the content that we, we deliver. I will say, um, if you can find you some hobbies that do not rely – let me back up. When I was younger um, and more mature, 
I'm still as immature, but I wasn't as diversified. And what I mean by that is like what Florida State did every week totally made or ruined like my entire next week. I mean, it would take me until like Thursday or Friday to finally get out of that. And then, you know, the next week would come around. And I mean, well, you know, Florida State won a lot more games than they lost. So it really wasn't a bad strategy. But what I've learned to do is diversify. So my Lightning just won the Stanley Cup. My Lakers yes, are three games away from winning the NBA Finals. The Rays are in the second round of the playoffs against the Yankees as the one seed. And so as bad as as bad as the Knolls are, I mean, at least I have some. Tampa other, so Bay's if, two and one. I mean, I don't care. About three that. and one after this um, week. No, nah, I don't care about that. Jameis has thrown no interceptions this year. So like, man, we are, we're on fire in 20. So like, if you could just diversify, like find a couple, like just be a bandwagon fan. Like, so these are all my teams. Like I'm not a bandwagon, but like just find a bandwagon team to hitch to like cheer for somebody else in another sport. And it'll make you feel better. But uh, anyway, outside of that, man, I, I messaged, I'll give him a shout out right now. I messaged our um, winner of the pick'em. And he didn't, he didn't get back with me. He didn't get back with me on like um, joining the show. He says he can't, well, actually he did. <laughs> he said, I can't short the, I can't join the show. Um, can I get a shirt or a bottle of fireball or something like that? Unfortunately, being the guest picker is the, uh, is the, actually I have an unopened bottle of fireball in my, uh, in my cabinet. If you want that, bro, you can have it. You just got to pay for the shipping. So, um, but, so I think we're going to get, if he joins or not, I think we're going to get Ed on to do our picks for this week. Um, but I guess we're waiting on Ed to come on. Before we get to that, Richie, we've got a little bit of news. Actually, Ed just joined the chat. Of course, he does it right now as I was trying to transition off of him. So, Richie, we've got Ed. Ed won the pick'em last yeah. week. Ed's not a Patreon, but he does help out a lot behind the show. So since um, my guy Caleb that won it couldn't come on, Ed is going to come on. Ed, it sounds like your audio is connected. Your video hasn't, but if you're still laying in the pool without a shirt on, don't turn your video on. Um, leave it off for us. But Ed, can you hear us? <laughs> yes, I can. How's it going, fellas? Okay, very What's good. up, Ed? <laughs> Not Doing much, well. man. I've got my shirt on, I promise. <laughs> thank, thank God. Uh, shout out Brian uh, for putting Ed completely on blast in the, uh, in the group chat earlier. Uh, um, I couldn't even defend myself. <laughs> Had you just recently posted that photo on like Twitter or something, or did he find where did he find that? No, was it old? No, for the love of God, that's never ending up on Twitter. Uh, he happens to be friends. You don't know Facebook, that. So <laughs> uh, I'll just say when we're up, when we're up 37 to three in the fourth quarter, I'm going to tweet it and say mood watching this. FSU game. <laughs> um, Richie, and I know you got a few things going on tonight. We really appreciate you for coming on as well as all the help you kind of provide us off the air. We try and give you as many shout outs as we can um, when you're, when you're not on here live, but mm -hmm. since you are on here live, I wanted to say thank you um, one more time to your face because we certainly appreciate <laughs> all that, all that you do for us. Um, I'm glad to be without, part of the team guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're glad you're part of the team as well. Uh, Richie, let's get to our picks from last week. Can you recap uh, quickly what we did last week, and then we'll jump into into this week's picks? Yeah. So um, Ed got four of the five right, so he's sitting atop the leaderboard there. Yeah. I do have a question for you, Ed. The tiebreaker, and uh, I don't pick this. CBS picks the tiebreaker, but they went the Florida State over under. You went with the Vegas line fifty-seven. Was that intentional? No, that was completely random. Okay. 
I, I went with the 57 <laughs> as well, and I went as the Vegas line. So, but I didn't pick nearly as many games right as you did. So, doesn't matter. <laughs> Miami maybe um, next week. That, maybe this week. You never know. Miami almost hey, took care of that by themselves. <laughs> they tried they could have if they wanted to um but, but good guys me and tj both got uh two of the five right um which ones did it? i got auburn and florida both right tj got auburn and mm-hmm. Pitt right um and freddie forgot to log him again this week so i don't have no, his I right in front of me but he, he's got it done this week so next week we will have freddie's picks as well but do you remember what you had last week for auburn and florida no, so let's let's go through them real quick. You had um, uh, Auburn was favored by seven and a half. Do you remember what side you were on? Because me and the, all of us got Auburn on that one. I thought I was on them. You took Kentucky? Yeah. Okay. So you would have got that one wrong. Um, Florida was favored by 14 and a half. I'm pretty sure we all picked Florida to cover, uh, except TJ, because he did it because of his heart. <laughs> I got that one wrong, yeah. Um, uh, what was the next one here? We had Georgia Tech. They were seven and a half point favorites over Syracuse, lost by 17. That'll hurt I your thought heart, we man. all took Georgia mm-hmm. Tech. <laughs> yeah. I think we did, yeah. Um, TJ took Pitt. I took Louisville. Ed had Pitt. Pitt covered. They were favored by two and a half and one by three. That That's a Vegas line for you. Um, yeah, my goodness. I think we all took Florida State to cover against Miami <laughs> and that. All right, we'll go on to this week from there. Um, but yeah, shout out to Eddie. Got four to five, right? That's I'll tell you. If you, we, you're betting the same money every week, you you did pretty well last week, man. We all convinced ourselves that Georgia Tech was a lot better than they really are, unfortunately. Yeah, so oh, that man. cost us with that Florida State Miami. Yeah, see, seeing that Georgia Tech Syracuse score, man. That I was like, oh man, <laughs> this is gonna be a long season. Yeah, it's worse than Syracuse. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we hopping into the, this week's picks, TJ. Let's get it. All right. Have y'all made them on CBS yet? I made mine. Yes. I made mine. All right, cool. And I know a couple of guys I know have as well. So we should have a pretty good pool this week. Um, the first one, noon kickoff on ESPN, South Carolina. They are laying or they're getting 18 and a half against Florida. That's a big number in a conference game. Um, we chat about this one a little bit in the group chat earlier, but mm-hmm. I've given some thought. I I'm gonna go with South Carolina here, probably a, a wow. against my better judgment 77 percent of the bets are on florida just give me south carolina it looks a little fishy to me uh how about you ed our, our last week's winner so south carolina upset georgia last season so you never know and i want to give a shout out to my brother he's actually a band member at, on the carolina band at south carolina and um and his mom is uh actually a alum at uf so they'll both be at the game this weekend um of course he'll be performing um but in spite of all that, I do think that um, Dan Mullen rolls and totally blows South Carolina out. All right. What are you, Freddie? I'm going to take on South Carolina plus 18. All right. We have the, the must champ believers. Me and Freddie <laughs> believe in defense, so you know Florida's covering probably. So what about you, TJ? <laughs> uh, I got Florida. I think South Carolina will have a better defense than Old Miss, but a worse offense. Mm-hmm. Um and the only way that South Carolina covers this, if it's kind of like a weird backdoor thing, Florida will blow them out of the water, um, in my opinion. All right. So the the next game we have, it's also on noon on the ACC network. So in the 600s, if you're on direct TV, but three and oh, top 25 Pitt Panthers, they are giving 14 and a half to NC State. 
Too many points. Give me the Wolfpack. I think I took Pitt on this one. I think so, yeah. I'm going to take Pitt. Yeah, I like that. All right, Ed. I'm going to roll with Pitt as well. I mean, they're they're going stronger now. They look like a solid team this season still. Yeah, Give me Pitt. Um, I can't remember who I picked, and so I'm <laughs> – I'm looking real because I did this last week too, and I just don't want to get it wrong. So I'm looking who I picked real quick. Um, I took, yeah, I took Pitt as well. So let's roll with that. So a chance for me to ca- uh, catch up one on the season for y'all because I'm I'm down like sixth or seventh place right now. Um, oh, this next game. one we have Freddie's childhood favorite team, Texas A&M. They are. 17 and a half point dogs to at Bama and Tuscaloosa. I don't think the venue matters too much this year, but I'm going with the fighting Jimbo's here. I think 17 and a half. I remember last year, Texas A&M, I think they were at Clemson. I forget what the spread was, but they needed a touchdown to cover in garbage time. And Jimbo calls a timeout with like 12 seconds left and gets the touchdown for the backdoor cover. And like anyone who bet on that game went wild. Cause that was, that was a lot of fun. I do think Jimbo knows the number. I think he's going to try and shorten the game, and I think he keeps it within the 17 and a half points. What about you, TJ? Yeah, uh, AM did not look good this week at all. Um, but shout out to Meemaw. I've got Jimbo looking better this week. Um, I just – I don't know. They, they've historically of, played them a, a little bit points, better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just – I think I like Texas A&M here, but we'll see. What about you, Freddie? That's your team, man. That you wanted to go there, right? I think it's gonna be um double-digit loss, but I think they'll cover the spread. Um, they'll probably lose by fourteen, but I think they cover that. Easily. Okay. Ed, you going with us, or are you going against the green here? Roll Tide. Um, right. I'm going Bama, but I want to give a shout out to my grandfather, who's an alum at Texas A&M. So, no hard feelings for Jimbo Fisher. I hope he he does bring them a championship someday. But I'm gonna go with Alabama here. Dude, Ed is just a shout-out king. Ed's for whole families like the SEC, bro. I, I know this next game is going to be like, yeah, I got a brother that plays for Jacksonville State. Like, he's on the offensive line. Uh, shout him out, but go Knowles. I can tell. I can tell it's coming, yeah. man. Like, Well, we're going to save that one for last because we have a really big game. Number four versus number seven, the oldest rivalry in the South. Georgia hosting Auburn. Georgia's not even giving a touchdown. Six and a half points. I think last week scared a lot of people on Georgia. You know, Florida fans watch them play. They they think they're down. Um, Auburn, you know, they, Kentucky is the reason that, that Auburn covered the spread, not Auburn being that good. Kentucky, they blew it. I think Georgia wins by at least seven, so the spread six and a half. So give me the um, give me the Bulldogs here. I'm gonna take Auburn. I'm gonna take Auburn with this one. I don't know. Georgia's quarterback just didn't impress me last weekend. Yeah. I think they may struggle a little bit this week as well. Ed? No, no shout-outs for this one. Uh, War Damn Eagle, I'm going Auburn. Um, yeah, I like Georgia here. Um, I thought Bennett looked good once he got in the second half. As bad as Georgia looked in the first half, Auburn wasn't very good either. Kentucky was down by two to start the fourth quarter. And so I, I think that at home – uh, again, not that the home there's a crowd or anything, but just at home, not having to travel, things like that, that minimal impact. I think Georgia should beat Auburn. So, you know, I'll, I'll take them to win and cover. Um, their talent is better. But Malzahn's probably a better X's and O's coach, so we'll see. Yeah. 
And then we have the premier game of the week on your regional sports network. If you have it, Florida state hosting Jacksonville state. The last time these two got together in 2009, it was a, it was quite the barn burner. Florida state barely escapes it. They're giving 26 and a half points this week. Give me the game. Cox. Uh, I'm not picking against Florida state until we get to Notre Dame and Clemson. Um, against the spread, and so I'll, I'll take the Knolls here. I think that um, I think it's going to be. We'll get into our kind of our game preview later, yeah. but I think it's going to be ugly. And somehow Florida State still covers just because they're that much more talented. So we'll see. Right. I'm just holding out hope that they cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take um, Jacksonville State with this one. Um, we haven't really given me a reason to, at this point that they can score that many points. So. We'll see if they prove. Hopefully, they prove me wrong. But at this point, I'm gonna just have to take them. And before you go, these guys, no, these guys picked us to beat Miami last week, and they're not picking us to cover against Jacksonville State. I just want. I'm so sick of these two clowns. Like I just, I'm. I gotta quit this, bro. So no, I'm just kidding. I'll explain uh, it later. I I have a rationale for this, but let's let our guest picker, last week's champion, get his pick, man. Keith, I'm gonna break your heart here. But I don't care. I don't I'm have... gonna pick up a point on the whole field. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing that I have seen from our defense to lead me to believe that I think we'll win, but they have not instilled any sort of confidence in me that leads me to think that that they can uh that they'll outscore and, and cover those points. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with Jacksonville here. And um I mean, isn't isn't their quarterback like a former Clemson player or something like that? Yeah, and it, we've heard that a lot, and we'll get into it this week. So two things on that. One, so clearly he's he's good. He would be the yeah. best quarterback. If we swapped quarterbacks, um, and we don't know who's going to start, but let's, say, let's just say JB starts. If you flip mm-hmm. quarterbacks, I'd probably pick Florida State to cover the spread. Um, with yeah. that said, Easily. he's not. He's not like, you know, Ryan Perlou in 2009, the former five-star LSU player that played for Jacksonville State. Because if you're at Clemson and you hit the portal and you end up at Jacksonville State, that tells me not a lot of quality programs probably wanted you. So, yes, he's still good, but he's not like this elite recruit that fans are trying to build him up to be that I've seen this week. One thing I will say before I step away is – if I'm not mistaken, I think we've got a lot of guys coming back from injuries for this game. And I think that this is a great tune up opportunity for a lot of our younger guys as well. I think we're going to see a few, a few quarterbacks going ahead and making drives as well. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see like what exactly they chalk up for the game. And I mean, hopefully uh, the three of us are wrong and and TJ gets his point on this one. So I hope so too. I hope so too. So, Ed, appreciate you for hanging out. Um, we've got a couple of callers lined up, and so we're going to kind of jump to them. But, man, I hope you win again next week so I can give you crap about not. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, you guys take care, okay? Thanks, Thanks, man. Ed. Have a good one. Bye. See you, bud. Um, I'm excited to get to our over-unders. That's kind of my favorite part of the week. I don't, I yeah. don't, we never follow up on them, so I never – well, yeah, we do. I, yeah, we do. I don't we know follow where up we stand like so far. Do you know where we stand numbers. like in the season standings? Yeah, yeah okay, I have good. all that. All right. Um, my one job, I, I think I can handle it. Get Even though I did send out. you the picks like an hour before we recorded tonight. So um, you're, you're decent at it. So it'll be all right. 
Andrew, how's it going, man? Thanks for calling and hanging out. What's up, fellas? How you doing? What's up, Andrew? I see your Bobby Bowden signed football. I've got the same one. No, one no, no. That's, see that that's, that's an original. It's one of one. No. He only not. signed one. Yeah. Same same exact one, same spot. Uh, he was, his, his hand almost fell off <laughs> signing that day. How's it going, man? Thanks for thanks for calling in. Thanks for your support. What's going on? Of course, man. Yeah, I love the pod, man. It's good shit. I, wait, hold on. You guys allow you guys allow cussing? We're trying to limit it's not it, the roll like, cast, tell, but yeah, we yeah. allow some cussing. We, <laughs> not the roll cast. All right, all right, all right. We won't, but you we can, won't you can you off. curse a little bit, but we, we keep it somewhat clean here. Well, that's good to know. All right, all right, all right. Well, I didn't come prepared with anything to talk about. You know, the, what I wanted to say, I saw y'all were uh, looking out for some, some replies and stuff. Have you guys talked about who's going to be starting next week at QB yet? We haven't, but that is our uh, one of our over-under picks for this week. And, and I, I'll throw it around the horn right now, and we'll bring it up again real quick at the end of the show. So my first over-under is James Blackman, 0.5 snaps taken in the first drive of the game. Spoiler, I'm taking the under. I think we roll somebody else out there. What do you guys say? Yeah, I'm taking the same thing. I think I think Florida State, the whole no nation going to completely lose it if he, he tries out on the field in the beginning. And I think Norville knows as well that we can't really move forward with him. Like, he's not he's not out leading nothing against him. But I think it's just a time to roll somebody out there and see what we can get out of. Who you yeah. want out there, Freddie? Who I want out there? Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't seen any of the other guys play. I just know I don't want Blackman out there. That's just keeping it real. And I, unfortunately, I think that's the common theme of the fan base. And I know there's only going to be, man, I, I saw that there's only like 4,000 student tickets available. Only like 1,000 have been claimed so far. Um, it, there's going to be like 10,000 people at this game. And I, I, and I hate it because, again, I don't think he's a quarterback for us. I think he's a good kid and he cares and he loves Florida State. Even 10,000 people, if he goes out there on the first drive, I'm afraid he's going to get booed. And if he does, that's that's going to ruin him for that whole game. So like, you, I think you have to send somebody else. TJ, you, you think it's going to be James or someone else? Didn't Jordan Travis technically start the last game? Didn't he take the first snaps? I think he started at receiver, didn't he? And like, Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, they, and we ran like a reverse to him or yeah. something yeah. weird the first play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I – it wouldn't shock me either way. I mean, no, it's totally yeah, exactly. a coin flip. I mean, I'll take the under just because it's kind of what I want to happen. I don't have any kind of leads or inside sources on that or anything like that. But, you know, I think that Norvell understands – Norvell's caught in a tough position, right? There's a. I think there's a decent chance that Blackman gives us the best chance to win every game. Um but that it's not what's best for the future. And Norvell really needs to get this win. Like, he can't lose this one, right? And so Blackman isn't the answer going forward, and so I'm totally with, like, putting Chuba or putting Tate in and building toward the future. But it's also not my job that's on the line. And so Norvell has to get wins where he can get them, right? And this is the easiest one left on the schedule. And – I am not confident in Blackman long-term going forward, but I am confident that Blackman can beat Jacksonville State. And so that's kind of the question, right? Is Norvell confident that Tate or Chuba or Jordan or a mixture of all four or whoever can beat Jacksonville State? That's kind of what he's got away. 
and then maybe you move to the youth movement after that. But you can't lose this game, right? Like it's any it's, of them should be able to beat Jacksonville State. If we, I mean, if, they should. If they, they should, then I, we have bigger issues than that. I mean, I agree with that in theory, but like. Mm-hmm. You know who knows, man. Like I, you know, you're gonna yeah, for sure. Yeah. I haven't seen how they practice. I haven't seen how I haven't. You know, like who knows? Like they, yeah. the drop off could be. I mean, what if what if Norvell ranks Blackman like a five out of ten, but like has watched the other guys practice and says like, no, 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 they're definitely twos. Like they are definitely worse, right? And I mean, I trust Norvell to make the right decision in that sense. So, 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 so here, here's where you know Norvell being on the sidelines last week helped, right? You know, he's sitting there. He's watching this game. He's watching this thing from a fan's perspective. And I think I may go against the grain here, but I do think Jordan Travis needs to start this game for us to have the best chance of covering the spread. Richie? Yes, sir. Uh, well, I, I picked uh, Jacksonville State to cover just before you got on. So. I, I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> unless unless Jordan Travis starts and he runs the triple option because no one can stop that man when he's running the ball. The only person that can stop that man is himself. He gets hurt every single time he runs more than four plays in a row. Uh, but you watch him against Florida, you watch him against anybody, he's popping 10 yards a play. I mean, the man is just wild because you know what he does? He takes pressure off the O-line. He puts pressure on the linebackers. He puts pressures on the DBs. But the man has never started a game at QB, so he has zero confidence. I don't know what happened. I don't know where it went, but there was a spring game that occurred last year Obviously, we didn't get to see any of the uh, young guys this year, but there's a spring game that occurred last year. He was the best QB out there. I mean, the man was throwing dimes. He was putting darts on these receivers, and he wasn't allowed to run it. So we didn't even know that his legs were what they were um, when he played BC. And now there's this stigma around the kid that, uh, well, you know, he's got no confidence, you know, can't throw the fucking ball. Sorry. We're good. But that's, that's where it's at, you know. And so for me – if I want to win against Jacksonville State, I want to dominate against Jacksonville State, which is what I want to do. I'm putting Travis in. I'm letting him run the ball until he hurts himself, which is going to happen. And then I'm going to start letting the young dudes play. I'm going to start seeing what they got in front of them. I don't want to put Chubb in just yet because Freddie knows. I mean, anyone who's played this game knows the collarbone is not something you come back from in a couple of weeks. You know, those are the dudes that hit hard. Those are the dudes that look for contact. You don't just come back from collarbone, man. It's been too soon for that to happen. So I, I you know, and, and Freddie, I know, I know, I'm not gonna be here long, but I do want to let you off easy on your James Blackman uh, takes. From I, 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 we gotta talk about that, man. We gotta, we gotta, hey, we gotta, hey, 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 we, we gotta talk about it for a second. We gotta talk about it for a second because it's it's this whole fan base. You know, we're we're all wrapped up in what what can Norvell do for us? What can he do? You know, he's a coach. He's a better coach than Willie. Whatever. You know. It, that's not proven yet, but you know, I, I'm going to let you off easy, Freddie, because one, you'll fucking murder me. Two, I mean, you usually had your Facebook is, or your face mask in someone's chest, man. You weren't really watching the QBs. You were watching them for, through the same ABC affiliate lens that we were, man. Uh, with the exception, I guess, of um, Clemson. You like to put your face mask in their lower thigh and, you know, get us called back. It's all right, whatever. Man, this guy's coming in hot tonight. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, who, who's the best quarterbacks in the NFL? They're dual threat, right? Tom Brady, 42-year-old man. Pocket. 
pocket passer today in the NFL. He, he doesn't exist. I mean, I think we got Drew Brees is the only one that's even oh, out he's there trash now. He's done. Oh, and even and Drew, even Drew was able to like he was able to move around the pocket, right? Like he's not Aaron Rodgers or one of these guys, but even Drew. I'm trying to think right now who the best. I mean, it probably as sad as it is, who is the Tom best Brady pocket still. passer? And, it's Tom Brady. And, yes. and Brady's like barely a top. I mean, he's not even a top five quarterback in the league right now. I mean, he's pushing top 10, you know? So like, you're right, Andrew, like the, 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 the best quarterbacks are all due threat. I mean, if you just think of, you know, Rogers, Wilson, uh, KC, Baltimore. Yeah. Right. Um, oh boy. There's definitely a drop off after, after those four. Well, Rogers uh, was not very good until they drafted that young quarterback and he's like all right guys now i'm gonna start playing again and show you he made rogers always rogers i mean i wouldn't consider rogers a dual threat but he definitely wait, 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 plays wait. richie and, richie what was that say, say that again rogers man he, he's a he, last year I, I know they went i think it was 13 and 3 but they weren't that great or rogers was not that great but this year he's came out like a but man Rogers like good before that, right? Like oh he won a Super God, Bowl. Aaron, Aaron Rogers. He was good before that. I'm just saying you're like saying he had a bad year saying, last year. Yeah. He no, did. People, yeah. People were saying it was like, Oh, is, is his career over? And then green Bay goes out and drafts a quarterback. He's like, <laughs> he's the, he's the most petty man in the world. He doesn't even talk to his own brother. He's like, I'm going to show you guys, you draft a quarterback. All right, here, I'm going to go just throw the ball all over everyone to start the season off. Well, he's like MJ. He's like, Hey, that's all I need to do personally. <laughs> So Dude, Rogers, Rogers is amazing. Rogers is an amazing quarterback. Damon, Damon Hatter in the chat sure. says, "Big Ben, man, that guy, he can still play for his age." And Big Ben, yeah, and, and, and we all know, you know, to that point, we all know the NFL is a little slower to adopt than the college game is. You know, yeah. it all bubbles up, and so the fact that the top five in the NFL are these dudes that are just as dangerous outside the pocket at improv yeah. with their feet. You know, to roll a pure pocket passer out there in the college game is just, to me, giving up. You know, the I'd like game... to see. Go I mean, ahead. I'd like to see Travis throw it, but I mean, now we're looking at like three people that haven't let him throw the ball. Like, right? Like, I hate to credit anything Willie Tiger did, but Tiger wouldn't let him throw it. Obviously, Bryles wouldn't let him throw it, and now um, Norvell oh, too. Yeah. And so, you know. I'm not trying to go exactly against what you were saying, but like, there's gotta be something to that, right? Like the kid either doesn't like he, he just has to be terrible right now or something. But I mean, you know, like you said, Blackman's not lighting the world on fire either, obviously. So let him try, you know, like, I mean, let him do it once for the fan base, right? Like if the pass sales by like 15 yards, then we'll stop asking for it. Right. Like just let him show us one time. I'm with you. I want to see the kid get the nod. I mean, early Nick Marshall used to throw Nick Marshall, like that's, that's true. my cool thing. Yeah, I was going like with Andrew on this, and I um I actually do think we'll see Jordan Travis out there early. Um, I think he'll start the game for us and give us opportunity to move the ball, give him a little rhythm just with his running ability. And early on, I think it's important to kind of get the ball out of his hands quickly so that he builds a little confidence and gets warmed up, gets in a little rhythm. And I think that'll give us opportunity to make some plays because we've seen in games going back to Georgia Tech game again, how we started off with the first 15, we looked, we looked smooth and then everything just stalled out and we just kind of saw how Black me can't really go through that progression. Doesn't really make the right decisions. Doesn't really have those instincts that you need for the, from your quarterback. And I think this type of game, you got to take that chance with a guy like Jordan Travis. Worst case scenario, if it isn't there, you know, he's going to take off and run. He's not going to hesitate to do that. So 
I'm I'm with you. I, I think he should start this game, and if he doesn't start this game, I, I got a lot of questions. I think he should start his game. And I, Andrew, I we gotta... think it's worth noting real quick. Um, Brennan Sinone of two four seven dropped a uh, a Sinone bomb today. Said last week that um, Chuba Purdy Can we he practiced, things to but he was bombs. limited. Can he called it compare... that, so I'm gonna give him credit. He called it Can that himself not... to make it. That's not... even worse. But I'm still doing it here. Anyway, like let's get to like the point. Brandon. We we talk a lot of bourbon, Brendan and I do weekly. <laughs> but like, don't compare yourself to Woj. Like Woj tweets, LeBron's going to LA, and Sonoma just says like Chuba practiced. Come on. Anyways, man. no, but he he did say <laughs> it, and I I do trust him and his sources that. Chubba Purdy was limited last week in practice. Um, and this week, he's not been limited. So we don't know if he's cleared or 100% okay to go. Could mean he but didn't I think, practice at all. He just wasn't limited because he didn't. He was on the no, sideline. I, I, I think he's out there, and I, I definitely think he's part of the plan. And and we'll get into this again. But I know we got to get Damon off and get the next caller. But, man, that's uh, I do think we see Chubba this week. I'll, I'll just say that. I'm we'll not, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm we don't. Confident. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't love to see him get a, the majority of the snaps, just because I think the play style we want him to, to you know, embody is going to be more of the uh, designed run. You know, you, yeah. you talk about Winston and Burrow, who are more of these guys who who are dual threat quarterbacks, but they're they're more dangerous from inside the pocket, right? Stepping up and yeah. stuff, as opposed to like the Cam Newtons and the uh, the Tim Tebow's who design runs per game 10 15 right so i don't want to rush pretty back i really don't want to see him until he's 100 healthy that collarbone's no joke that's no joke man we've, we've all been there andrew, so. andrew I, don't, I do uh i don't mean to pull a newberg but we got to move on um, hey. but i appreciate you calling in and hanging out with us tonight man go Knowles. we're gonna cover that spread too don't let these hold on andrew you. uh get shout out to your uh twitter on the uh, on here i know you're a pretty good follow so Oh yeah, uh, he's such a good follow. He, he's such a good follow that he doesn't know you're at. <laughs> no, I, love, I don't know anybody's I at. Richie. I don't know you're at. T- TJ, I don't even know you're at. I love Richie, man. He's a good dude. Like, um, but but I don't tweet that. I don't do a volume tweet, man. I'm just like every now and then I'll get like six or seven hundred likes on something every once a month. So I'm 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 pretty low key. It's not that Rawlings. Um, it's good. I you know I I love you guys, man. Rich, you gave. I know you because you gave one of the uh, worst best man speeches of all time um, at a wedding. And the only reason it was because Wait, were you there? It was a bad speech was because Georgia tech literally beat our asses um, (laughs) on the kick six. And so no one with a Y chromosome heard a thing you fucking said. (laughs) Well, luckily that wedding, I was not the best man. I was just a groomsman. So (laughs) maybe, maybe that's why I got you confused with somebody else, but that's how little attention anyone was paying. But that was the wedding. That was that night. So, yeah, (laughs) I really appreciate y'all. You guys are doing great, man. I'm following it. So, Hey, big ups. Go knows. Thank you. Appreciate Appreciate it. All right, I am. Uh, this next call is not going that long. But it was he was a good caller, but we just he can't. Uh, but it's already eight forty-five, and some of us oh, it is got cabinets to paint because um, our wives like to do uh, home projects. I don't, I'm I not that, pointing. I did that too. Not pointing anybody all out. the kitchen cabinets. Oh man, I'm not pointing anybody out, but um, <laughs> but some people's wives like to do this stuff. So, um. We're, we just added Brandon. It looks like he's connecting. Um, it's not great live radio, but 
We're waiting on Brandon to connect. Brandon, can oh, you hear so us? No, I'm going to add Jeremy real quick too. And whichever right. one connects, the other one goes back in the waiting room. Uh, oh, Jeremy's audio is connecting a little faster. Jeremy, how's it going? Can you hear us? Yes. How you guys doing? Good, man. What's Good. on your mind? Congrats on not having the Kermode Wi-Fi. That was quick, man. Uh, so yeah, I think it's not the one that started that hashtag. So I got to <laughs> do the right thing, man. So yes, uh, I don't think we're going to cover this week. And this quarterback is going to be a problem for us. 70 touchdowns he's got, I think, in his career. He's got 61, I think. He's got 60 or 61 right now. He's going to break the school record this week because he's only one away. Right. You think we lose, though, or we win comfortably, or what's your what's your call here? Oh, we win by 10, 14? A three-point win would be like a miracle with us these days. Come uh, on, man. Have some faith. <laughs> have a little faith. I know Adam Fuller's not giving us anything to believe in, but come on. I, honestly, I wonder at this point with the senior class, and I hate to say this, is all, all they've had in their career is a coach that checked out on them their, for their first year, really tagged for two years, and now this. You wonder how much they even enjoy football now to get up yeah, for I, this. I think that's a good point that these seniors especially, you know, they – they committed to a coach that had just won a national title like two years prior to that. And then uh, he checks out, depending on who you talk to, he knew he was leaving before he even played Alabama. Then Willie Taggart comes in and he, he sells a new hope. And I, I unfortunately, the, the message just didn't, the message just didn't. What's that, TJ? You think if we beat Alabama and go like 11 and 1 that year, he's leaving? No, but I think he was definitely yeah, looking yeah, to I leave. Just to make sure, I, I want to make sure. He was no, I, I, you said before so, we lost yeah, Alabama, he knew he was leaving. He was trying to leave too. Yeah, so he almost yeah, left after 2013. Every trend every year. It was just going to happen eventually. It was going to happen eventually. We heard it. We heard every single year we had to yeah. fight with that battle. So, so, so Freddie, you're, after sure. your freshman year, sure. you won a national championship, and there was rumors, and more than rumors, that he was going to leave for Texas after that year. Do you guys remember hearing that, or I know because I know you heard it every year. Every year we got I mean, every, after the every old... time a new every time a new big job came open. That's why I mean that's when you heard that, right? Like I, I don't know that Jimbo was necessarily flirting with. When, that when did like, Jimbo ever later. shut down a rumor? He would never shut it down. He's like, I love being at Florida State. Florida State's my LSU dream job. Unless you yeah. shut him down, he didn't yeah. shut that down. No, he, he was he was flirting with it, just talking with some people that knew some things behind the scenes. He he was. That's why year after year it started to bother us because he would be in front of us, um, talking with us like he was with us. And we're like, no, nah, we, we know you're talking with. We understand like you got a family and everything too, but you got to keep it real with us too. Like we going out here, um, bus nice for you. Like we need we need you to be real with us. Like we came here and we committed to you, so you got to keep it real with us. And every year we kept hearing that, and he would tell us that it was nothing, and wouldn't really um, talk on it much. But we seeing this on the media all the, in the media all the time. So like, man, coach, what's up? But he never really would speak on it. So Freddie, I, I don't want to hijack the podcast, but that's something a lot of fans have questions about. Like, when was he serious? When was he not? Obviously, you guys heard the rumors as players. You know, you turn on ESPN in the in the fig, and they're talking about Jimbo Fisher LSU. Is it going to happen? No. Next year, it's Jimbo Fisher, Texas. Is it going to happen? No. Is it going to be Auburn? No. And then it, that last year, it, so 2017, obviously, that, that was the first year you left. You hear you start hearing those Texas a A&M rumors, and for some reason, I'm thinking, man, this is different. Like, I, I really think he might leave this year. I'm not sure why, but I think he thinks he – I 
think Jimbo's a very, very intelligent man. One of the brightest football minds in all of college football. I think he knew he was leaving Florida State. If not before that Alabama game, definitely right after. I think he knew. Um, And it didn't just happen that year. He was flirting years and years. So what was it like with your teammates in the locker room? When you hear the rumors, what do you guys say? Because obviously you guys didn't have the transfer portal around. I think if the transfer portal were around when Jimbo was there, we might have lost a lot of players just from all these rumors. I think, um, I don't know, it's just you got two sides. You got the guys that they were loyal to Jimbo and Jimbo was their guy. And then you got guys that they came there and they felt like everything they were promised wasn't, it didn't happen. So a lot of guys, they wanted to see him gone. So you got you got mixed um, emotions. But you talk about the Texas and them. I remember during the season, I think it was, 2014 maybe where the LSU rumor started and we're undefeated that year and that LSU felt like it could happen like you just felt the energy when we came in the meeting room like it just felt like all right he's not gonna be here next year so that's when we knew like man he he flirting with these teams he he completely changed the way he deals with us like he's definitely and we knew that he had history with LSU so like if he leaves FSU finish school it's definitely gonna be LSU so it we felt the change and the guys were kind of feeling that vibe and we didn't really know what to expect, but we just prepared for whatever. And people forget he's going to the master manipulator. Yeah, he I mean he's good. Yeah. So I mean we all know that. But like yeah. so here's so here's my question. Here's my um devil's advocate defend Jimbo question on this. Um how much of how much of this could have been solved? Because every time he would go flirt with another school, he would go ask, you know, the school, you know, Florida State for X, Y, Z. And we know there are problems and have been problems with the athletic department at Florida State. We know there are problems and were problems and continue. Uh, hopefully things are fixed now. We know there were problems when Florida, when Jimbo was here with the booster organization. And so not to give him a complete free pass on this but how much of it could have been solved if the athletic department the fsu admin and the booster organization had been able to provide jimbo the things that he wanted right and the things that he was asking for the standalone facility and things like that because typically when he would go flirt he would come back and they would give him something else right and so like the reason you have leaving texas for texas am was they played hardball with him they said no we're not doing that right so should Jimbo have had to ask for that? Because Jimbo wasn't wrong asking for any of that. He was asking for us to be on the level of a Clemson and Alabama and things like that. So again, what, not, I'm not giving him DJ. A, DJ. I'm not giving him. I'm not giving him a free pass. But that's my question. What didn't he get? He got everything yeah. he ever asked for. Jimbo got everything he asked for. He got the IPF. He he got it all. He just got greedy, and I think he used it. And, and what pisses me off the most because I love Jimbo, and he'll always be probably my second favorite coach because he won a national title at Florida state. So I'm, I'm, and I, I hope he does well at Texas A&M, but at the same time, he used the financial issue as a, you know, a a sunscreen to hide behind it. Like, no, that's why. And what pisses me off about what Jimbo did, he told national media guys like Kirk Herbstreet, you know, people that have influence, like, yeah, that we don't have the facilities. We don't have the commitment. When we, we committed everything to Jimbo that we could, and we were being reasonable And the standalone facility plan was in the works when Jimbo was still here. He just wanted a reason to leave. I don't know what it was. I I know we're not going to get into his personal life because I don't think that's appropriate, but there were many reasons for him to leave. And I think he wanted a a way out And Texas A&M. When you dump, yeah, 
when you back up a Brinks truck with $75 million, there's your way out. No one's going to question you. Sorry. Freddie. We gave him 40 million guaranteed. He gets the brand new, Freddie, you were there for that. The new lock, the, um, the game, the players lounge, and then wanted it torn down right away to build the players only. You can't tell boosters we're spending all this money for you. And then a week later say, nah, forget it. He was doing that but, left and right at a certain point. But you can understand with the standalone facility, we had fallen behind a lot of other teams yeah, uh, facilities. But they never said I mean, no Freddie, to that. They said yes. I know, I know for a fact just seeing everything on the outside looking in because I experienced, I mean, on the um like D Walk, Demarcus Walk, he came in and he actually knew like what these facilities look like. I never I wasn't offered by Alabama, but he was telling me like the different resources that they had that we didn't have at Florida State. So then you have a guy like Coach Pruitt coming in. And at first Pruitt, he kinda he kinda had a lot of issues with Florida State because he was so used to having different things a right in front of him. And he was like, man, I, I can't really do it here. And Jimbo's the same way. He come, he's coming from LSU. Of course, FSU was a prestigious university, but we were way behind the eight ball on that one. Like they had things and, that we didn't and have. And still are. us in recruiting. And even when you're dealing with guys like Clemson, they started stepping it up and it's like, man, we're trying to compete with Clemson now and they're doing it on a higher level than we are. So, and I know he always had some issues with the boosters from day one. When we came in freshman year, you kind of saw that in our meetings and stuff, kind of felt the tension in the room. And I just think they always had issues and he was trying to find ways to get things done for us. And they, they never really wanted to do it. He would fight for us. I remember a meeting, they kind of got heated and you felt the, the um, energy in the room and he just, he just walked off. He didn't really want to deal with him. So I could see where the boosters, he just like, man, they, they're never going to do what I need to get done for these kids. So I think that may have played a role in it. Freddie, let me ask yeah, you a question real it. quick. Um, yeah, and then we got a we got a couple more, and we got to get out of yeah. here. But go ahead. So we'll make this quick. But Freddie, just because uh, obviously you know we're all Florida State fans, we, we read a lot of stuff. Um, there's a lot of chatter, and I believe it to be true. And I know you played for Jimbo, and and again, I I love what he did for this university. We he brought us a natty. That's that's all I need. But there was a lot of talk that he had a lot of toxic toxic relationships in Florida State, whether it be with Andy Miller or the boosters whether it be with the receptionist at the Moore Center, whoever it was, it, it seemed like it, for whatever reason, it wasn't all happy-go-lucky. Like, did could you feel that when you were there, especially your last two years, so to speak? Great question. Um, I, I think that's something you kind of felt early, to be honest, but you didn't really know until, like, coming in as a freshman, you didn't really know what was going on. So as we kind of matured and seen everything that was playing itself out, I was like, oh, this is what it is. So I think it was an issue from day one when I got there. It's just when you when it got to the tail end of things, he he just kind of sped up with it like this is a final straw. But I, and I mean, like like we said, there like like we've said season at the end. Yeah, just, and like we said, there were massive not to excuse anything Jimbo's done but there were massive deficiencies within our athletic department and massive deficiencies within our booster organization and so a Jimbo that had come from an SEC and sees that our athletic department and our booster organization are run like complete clown shows I can understand him getting frustrated now I'm not saying that it's right for him to develop toxic relationships but I think you can at least understand it, right? Like if, yeah. if we had the ability to operate like a Texas A&M, like a Clemson, like a Georgia, like an Alabama with a blank check, 
Jimbo would absolutely still be here. We didn't. He wanted more. And so things soured. I mean, that that's exactly how it went, it. right? I don't think that was it. Like, you think you just you think you just hated FSU? You think no, you just wanted to get I out? I think, I think things you could see towards the end, like our coach. What do you think those but what was the cause of those? What was the cause of it getting sour? You think Jimbo just Honestly, changed not his, to person? Get into his personal life, but I think his personal life in a lot of ways just carried over into I think we don't need we could do it. Yeah, I think the we do an hour long show on this. Everything he wanted. He wanted coaches raises, he got that. He wanted Charles Kelly for big money. I mean, Freddie's telling that. Freddie's telling you right now that he wasn't getting everything he wanted. Those booster meetings were getting heated. Yeah, and things like that. And, I agree and with so, Freddie's yeah. So so I mean, I yes, I, I can agree. If you can come halfway and meet me and say, like, some of the personal I've infected, but like FSU's admin and booster organization does not is not without no. blame. So, so let me let me well. jump in right here. I think uh, Damon Hatter in the Facebook chat nailed it. W- when Monk Bonasser passed away from cancer, that yeah. was it, because he was the one person who could keep Jimbo's ego in check, and he was the uh, you know communication tool from Florida State to the boosters to the administration to the athletic director. He was the one guy who could go up to Jimbo, and Jimbo actually respected and would listen. And when Monk passed away, um, you know, RIP Monk, Jimbo kind of, he didn't have anybody in the program. Like he was the king of Florida State, well above the athletic director, well above the president, well above anybody. And if he didn't get what he wanted, it's not that he didn't get what he wanted. He didn't get what he wanted as soon as he wanted it. Yeah, And that's what killed it. But I I definitely think, you know, Monk Bunnister's passing was, it was tragic. And I think that was, the final thing for Florida State and Jimbo, in my opinion. And Freddie, I don't know. Did you ever meet Monk, or do you know? Yeah, the- yeah. Monk was around a lot, and just yeah. I can I can see that because Monk held a lot of things together behind the scenes. So I can de- that can definitely make sense to me. I agree with that too. He he not only didn't get what he wanted, but sometimes just didn't get it fast enough, right? Like yeah. he was impatient on things. Again, I'm going into defend Jimbo mode. But when you're falling behind these other programs, you can understand why he would be impatient, yeah. right? Like, and I'm not saying that's fair. It's, that's fair. You know, it, you get a pass for it, but every day that you are trying to compete with Clemson and things aren't getting done, now Florida State also doesn't have the blank check that Georgia has and Texas A&M has and stuff like that. And so maybe Jimbo's expectations were a little bit off of that too. But hey, I mean, Jalen Ramsey, where are you at? <laughs> can understand why you got that hundred yes, million <laughs> spanks lady where you at Buster Posey, where you at <laughs> so Alvin anyway, Cook, where you at <laughs> um Jameis give us a hundred thousand dollars hey when Jameis signs that next contract with the Saints this year oh my god y'all are I'm gonna gloat for four weeks on here um uh, Jeremy thanks for hanging out today man thanks for all thanks, your Jeremy. support thank you guys Freddie thanks for your honesty as always man sir appreciate you coming on He's not honest, bro. He picked Miami last week. I don't know, honesty. What is this? <laughs> I'm gonna roast myself. I honestly thought we had a chance, and clearly, I was couldn't have been more wrong. And I thought we were gonna come out like motivated, man. From the yeah. first half, it, man, it was bad. I'm right there with you, Freddie. I was, I was. Well, I, I saw TJ. TJ showed up late, of course, to the uh, to the game watch event that we had in Orlando here. But man, I things went south, and like. I brought my buddy. He's getting all pissed off, yelling. I just started I was laughing. Like, I was like 10 minutes late. I wasn't, I'm like, wasn't man, late. Well, the game got delayed, so we'll call it 25 minutes. <laughs> um, 
Man, you know, we got all of third down conversions on us. We kept getting them in third and long, and they kept getting them. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a long game. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> That's old stuff. Quit bringing up old stuff. So yeah, we're on um, a Jacksonville State, guys. Gamecocks. Let's go. Bro, I keep trying to add Brandon, and his just isn't working. So I'll have to boot him back to the. Danielle's working. Uh, so. Daniel. Or, Daniel. Or Daniel. Bro. Disrespectful. Right. He's connected right. to audio right now. He didn't hear that then, right? No, unless he's watching. So you probably heard it. My bad. There we go. Daniel, you are added. It looks like your audio's muted and your video's muted. So if you can hear us, um, come hang yeah. out. If you can't, then jump out of here. Hey, bud, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. How's it going, man? Good, man. How about you? Pretty good, man. Hoping that we um, have a better week next week than we've had this week after this, um, yeah, after this Miami loss. I hope to beat Jacksonville State, right? Yeah, what are your thoughts on this game? What's going to happen? Oh, honestly, I think we're going to lose. Honestly? You really? Go. Hey, do you have your can you turn your video on? Unless yeah, you're like naked or something? I'm not. I'm not. My house is just a mess. Don't judge me. Two-year-old problems. No, that's fine, bro. Mine's terrible. I just All right, what's up, up, guys? So you've got us losing. At least you still have your null stuff on. So, like, that'll work. Why do you think we lose <laughs> this game? Where is it uh, all going wrong? I think Blackman's going to start and just put us in a hole too big to come back from. That's a fear of mine. I don't think he's going to start. But I, I'm afraid if he does, then – But then again, we look back to last year, like Louisiana Monroe, we came out – we all thought – at the end of the second quarter, that's going to be a blowout. And then we need to miss the extra point in overtime just to walk away with the win. So he doesn't handle adversity well, and he doesn't handle a big lead well. So to be fair, he wasn't the one on defense there that blew the lead to give him a no, little bit. The one that threw, he threw what, two or three picks that game to yeah. help them get I think he threw. Yeah, I think he threw one in the second half, or did he throw two? Let me look it up. Um, I know he threw the picks. Look it up, but I, it was not – an ideal performance against what you would expect to be that, but but who do you think should take the first snap this week, man? Mm, I'd like to see Chuba get it, but sounds like he's a little behind, obviously with the injury and stuff like that. So yeah. um, Tate, Tate Rotomaker. Tate. Okay. Do you think yeah. Jordan can play a full game at quarterback? Cause it seems like multiple staffs don't trust him to throw the ball right now. Yeah. They don't trust him to throw, right? Yeah. I had an idea and it was kind of, before the season started, just go triple option. You're you know? the second caller that? to say that. <laughs> yeah, how Travis run triple option? You got like six backs. Sure, none of them are game breakers or anything, but Georgia Tech never has the game breaker running back, you know, when they ran it. I mean, how hard is that to install, though? Like, you can't install that in a week off, can you? No, definitely not a week off. Well, Adam Fuller tried to install a three-man front in one week, and that didn't work out too well. Yeah, I agree, but that's a little different than <laughs> no, yeah, triple just, option. I'm just I just wanted to shut <laughs> just one guy standing second. up. <laughs> oh, so do you think the defense improves at all, Daniel? Where are you at with them against this quarterback's got a lot of touchdowns in his career? I feel like it's he's hard probably to get a, much he's probably a better thrower than Derek King. If we're keeping it a buck, yeah. Now he's not—he's not as good of an athlete, and he's not as good of a runner by far. But he's probably a better thrower. 
their mm-hmm. athletes are probably worse. Their offensive line is probably not as good. I mean, we'll say that around him, but. No, no, I definitely agree. Um, I don't know, man. It's kind of sad that I, we're, we're sitting here stressing about Jacksonville State, but, you know, that just shows how far the program has dipped off. I'm actually not stressing. I think we cover and win comfortably. I'm just a really? masochist. Yeah. Okay. I think we – uh, yeah, I have nothing to base that on. I have no yeah. – I have <laughs> nothing has come out. Yeah, but the, I, I don't the know. Best, I just, the best predictor of the future is history, right? And TJ's looking at two touchdowns and eight quarters for our offense and saying we're going to cover. To be fair, I have a scoring a lot of points but not covering because I have no faith in our defense right now. And I'm – no coach should be on the hot seat after two games, but Adam Fuller, I'm looking at you, man. Yeah. You got to do something. Got to do something. That's that that unit's been extremely underwhelming. Um, so Florida State lose out this year, then Daniel? I mean, obviously, if they lose this one, who are they beating? Duke. Duke's zero three. They'll still beat someone. I feel like they'll find a couple of games on the back end with a young quarterback. Duke. I'm hoping they win this game, upset somebody, and then win those two at the like win a couple at the end. You know, I mean, I, like I think if that happens, you got to be feeling pretty good, right? You know, get some momentum. Would you, here. Yeah, would you feel good with five wins at this point? Five and six. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd feel I'd, amazing. I'd sign on the dotted line right now. I would trade the rest of this year for five wins immediately. That that means you beat Jacksonville State, Duke, and NC State, and then you win one of those toss-up games. Right. You beat – yeah, the path to five wins, not predicting this. The path to five wins is Jacksonville State, NC State, Virginia, and Duke. And then – upsetting Pittsburgh, Louisville, or North Carolina. Any of those things could happen, in my opinion. We could be any – like any of those one-offs could happen. It's putting all five of them together, right? Like that's going to be tough. So real quick, listen to this schedule real quick from a year ago. This team loses to Georgia State at home 30-30. to They lose to BYU the next week. They beat a bad Chattanooga team, get blown out by Florida, blown out by Georgia – they beat an okay Mississippi State team, blowing out by Alabama. Then they win their last five games, South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, Missouri, and Vanderbilt. That was Tennessee last year in Jeremy Pruitt's first year. So I'll just say, Tennessee fans had me feeling really good. And if we're being honest, their recruiting saw a lot of benefits last year with a strong end to the season. They stole a really good defense attack from us, Morvin Joseph, at the last minute. Um I think Florida State fans, so so I think what we need to do right now is we need to split the season in two halves. Um, From the UNC game being the last half or the last game of the first half, and then I think it's Louisville that starts it, whoever starts it after that. But we're going to take our lumps in the front half of the schedule. But if we show improvement and, and win games against teams that right now nobody says we have a chance, I disagree. I think we can beat Pitt. I think we can beat NC State. I think we can beat Louisville. Um, I think we're going to beat Jacksonville state. That's four. There might be another one in there. There's a chance right now. Cause we, we are so low. Florida state fans have never been this low in their lives. I'm 32 years old. I've never felt the program this low, but if they win, you know, four of their last six and they look good and they look improved and they make adjustments, there's a lot of reason to be optimistic moving forward right now. I understand if you call me crazy for having any optimism for the future, I'm with you. I, I get it. But at the same time, I, I saw what Mike Nord, Norvell did at Memphis. You know, he, yeah, he took over a good program, but he maintained it for four years. It's not like he went there for a year, then left, and then just flopped somewhere. He was there for four years and maintained it. So I do think there's a good chance 
that we see that improvement, it comes down to the players. And that's on Norvell too. You got to get these players to buy in. And it's especially tougher with the senior class and the juniors even to say, hey, you're probably not going to be here to see the fruits of your labor, but you can be a foundation for it. And I think we, yeah, I think we'll that, see That's the biggest part. I think we'll see improvement. My fear is that we just won't see that improvement until next year because it all comes down to quarterback play, right? Like if, I mean, you just are as good as your quarterback. And so that's kind of what I'm scared of. I mean, as far as, I mean, individual games, uh, we've done nothing that would make me think that we can stay up with Louisville in an offensive shootout, that that's going to be. Um, we've done nothing to make me think that we can move the ball on pit. So, I mean, those games at this point, I'm, I'm still kind of saying are, are probably a loss. But, I mean, that's maybe why I'm trying to trick myself into um, – that's why I'm trying to trick myself into thinking that we cover, you know, because if we cover, then I can lie to myself and say, like, okay, well, at least the offense knows how to move, right? So, yeah, we'll see. One, one thing I'll say on us covering, why I, I like your pick, I do think Mike Norvell understands the scrutiny he's faced and he wants to score as many points as possible. Even if it's looks ugly, like blatantly running up the score. I see him doing that this week because he doesn't know when the next chance will be. And he wants to show, look, this is what we can do when we're rolling. Even if it's a, you know, they're a good FCS team, Jacksonville state. They're, they're definitely a good FCS team, but they shouldn't be able to compete with even a bottom tier FBS team. I think he, if he has the chance, he's going to run it up. He may try to do it with backups. He won't leave the starters in the whole game, but I can definitely see him running up the score towards the end of the game with backups just because he knows this fan base just needs something to be proud about because we haven't been proud of this program since our co-host Freddie left. Yeah, Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl, right? I'm run it up. Team's, team's going to take the opportunity to run it up on us if they got the chance. So Absolutely. Yeah, no point in taking it easy on them. Like nobody respects us right now. We got to make some type of statement this year. We got to get that killer mentality back. That's what we need. And I think we've talked about that. Like, there's a chance that that could come along with the youth. But I mean, when the youth comes in, you're going to lose a lot of talent, right? You're going to put yourself in a in a tough position against teams that are experienced, like North Carolina, like Louisville, like Pitt. Um, So we may see more fight. Right, but we're probably going to see less talent, right? And so we, we can't see fight less doesn't fight than we saw in that those last three quarters against Miami. But we can definitely see less talent, you know. And so that's. But I'm, a, I'm of the opinion next year the roster will be less talented. If you look at recruiting rankings, right, the two four seven composite because they, they take rivals ESPN two four seven all that. We're going to be less talented next year, but I think we're going to be a better team, and I think that'll sure. be a sign of Mike Norvell making progress. And, and I think by next he year. Have the, yeah, I think but, by next year that'll matter. But this yes. year, when you just swap out that straight like true freshman for that fourth year senior or that third year junior or what I mean, you might get a guy that tries a lot harder, but he ain't gonna cut. I mean, that that ain't gonna make me feel better about beating anybody, you know. I mean, it'll make no. me feel better to not no, watch kids quit. Seniors that are just trash. I, don't, I ain't gonna say their names, but they garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, no, I'm not talking I, I never see. If I see 35 on defense on the field this week, I'm going to lose my mind. If I see one on offense, I'm not going to be happy. I'm to the point, and we talked about him, if I see 11 on offense, I'm done with him at this point. He's not proven it. And we don't need to go into a segment of who we're done with, but there are certain players that they are no longer – 
not not only are they not part of the solution, they are actually a part of the problem. I think we do have not a lot, but a few of those guys still on the roster, and we need to get those guys out of here because it's get me a Lawrence to a Philly man. That guy, he he's not an elite athlete or anything, but he's a damn good running back, and he runs like he cares. Even in the fourth quarter when he's down by forty points, he's running like you know it's a national championship. Give me guys like that. Give me an Amari Gainer. Give me those young guys that, that want to go out and prove it. And I'm not saying flush all the old guys off. Marvin Wilson, give him credit. He's not played well this year. He got ejected, but he chose to stand on the sideline, cheer on the team, and talk to the younger players after that my in the second half of that Miami game. Give me that over some senior who's like, oh, I'm ejected. Cool, I'm going to go take my helmet off and sit on the bench because I'm, I'm not playing the rest of this game. So we, yeah, no, and, I, and it's up to Norville to figure that out. I agree with you a hundred percent that I would rather see effort than talent. Um, but when you take the drop in talent, I mean, you're just, you're not going to compete as much. You know what I'm saying? Like that, what's that's the difference between one and four wins at this point. Right. I mean, you get like, to might as well wins. build for next year. I'd rather go one in 10 this year and you know, we'll call it what? six and six next year, then go one and 10 and three and nine next year. Let's get the guys that are going to be part of the, the future in the solution. That's what we need to be playing. But if we don't see what's the, what's the floor for the recruiting class. If we go one in 10, like 35, 40, not bad. Yeah. Not bad to compare like, to most people. No, no, no. 40 is compared to everyone. Who's not ACC. If you get you know, like in and have a top we, 40 recruiting class, that's damn good. So that's, that's, yeah, that's what logo, I'm saying. Though. That's the that's logo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just telling you, if we, would you rather go? Would you rather get four wins and finish top thirty, or one win and finish like in the fifties? You know, like, do we lose Altmaier with one win? Do we have not have a quarterback again next year, and we just have to roll with Chuba and hope that he's it? Yeah, that's kind of my thought. You you need to I, win games. I think Luke. I think Altmaier's out. How many boosters do you think we lose if we go one and ten? Oh my god, that's so. Like, yeah, I mean, I understand what yeah. you're saying. There's not a huge difference between one. We need to win some games, you no, know. Agree, and, and I think we will. And I, th I think people saying if, if we don't beat Jacksonville State, we won't win a game. I disagree. There's a uh, we're going to win though. a game or two. We shouldn't. Um, we we just will, and, and that that's how college football. You see, Nick Saban lost to Louisiana Monroe his freshman or his not his freshman <laughs> his first year at Bama. Um, Ed Orgeron lost to Troy uh, his first year at LSU and then won a national title. You know, Jimbo lost to Oklahoma by, what, 40, 30 points, I think, his first year at Florida State. First-year coaches are always at a disadvantage, and especially in this year when he had, what, two months to deal with his players and then everything's on Zoom beyond that? There's no time Rich to develop Blood. these guys, and they've had two different staffs. It, there's just so much going on, so many different factors. It's so hard to tell. Oh, it's I believe way in Mike harder. Norvell. It's I I think Norvell gets to turn around too, but it's way harder on Norvell than it was on any of those coaches yeah. you just mentioned. Florida yeah, State absolutely. is way more talent depleted, has turned coaches over way more than any of those other schools did. Um, you know, so I I agree with you that Norvell will do it. It's way tougher on Norvell than it has been on anybody else, right? Like LSU was still LSU, right? When Edo took over and they had one bad loss. I, I get it with that bad loss they had, but I mean, they were still pulling in way better recruiting classes than we are now still had the blank check to work with and, and things like that. Daniel, we got a couple other callers we got to get to. It's already nine 20 and 
So yeah, we're going to paint cabinets tonight. But thanks for hanging out, bro. Yeah, man. Thank you. You bet. I am going to try and add Brandon one more time. Brandon has been the toughest ad that we've ever had on this show. But it says he's joining. I have no confidence that this is going to happen. Um, we keep uh, we keep um, saying that these calls are going to go a little shorter, but they just aren't happening. So no. we'll um, make it rapid fire from here on out. Brandon, it says connecting again, bro. He must have like some kind of pop up blocker. I'm going to Shay. Let me message Brandon one more time. Just tell him I don't think it was meant to be. Yeah, not tonight. Did <laughs> you? Man, you, Freddie, uh, I'm sorry, Richie kind of like became like a fake hockey fan for like a day, but it was cool to watch the Bolts win. I saw you like fake cheering on the Bolts the other day hey, in game six. I'm saying like search What's my name with like Bolts, Lightning, whatever on Twitter. I've, I've been tweeting since high school when they were good and then not for a while. And then where they were good again. Yeah, so I'm a front like, runner. But I don't have another team. A... I'm a front runner, but I at least I'm not one of those front runners that don't have another team. Like Tampa Bay is my team. I'm a, I'm a all Central Florida pro sports guy. So any Central Florida pro sports team, that's my team. Um, big LeBron fan. Wait, we get we got a, in the rest we got of the caller here. I know, I know. I just want to make sure. Big LeBron fan here for the rest of the finals. Never been a LeBron there? fan. Never have. Never will. Unfortunate. Shay, how's it going, man? What's going on, man? My name, up, my Shay? name ain't Shay, man. This is my girl's room, man. My my bad, my bad, fella. <laughs> What's your name? I'll change What's it. What's your name, man? Zadi, Zadi, Zadi. What's up, man? Z A D I. How you doing? Good. How you doing? Man, I just got. You know I'm saying, I just got a couple like things that I that I need to say about the team. First off, Woodby, Warner. They they weak links in our defense. Man. Hey, you ain't got, I, I'm with you on Warner, man. God, I just said if I don't see 35 again, my life is better for it. Warner is no type man, of. I could, I could deal with Rice. I could deal with Rice, and and I like Stephen Dix Jr. I think that's that's a fair linebacker core with, with Gainer coming off the edge. But I'm saying with the scheme full of run, which I don't I don't really like like that. I think it's too many holes oh, yeah. in the defense, Oof. but. I just think it's too many holes. He let the, he make the corners play off and everything. It's just, but with the scheme he run, Warner can't oh, be out there. He don't, he don't, he don't stop the run. He don't pressure the quarterback. Can't cover. Oh, it was scheme he, just, scheme he ran. Warner don't need to be out there. <laughs> yeah, you know, he just. It, it seemed like he just run into linemen. Like he just running straight into the to the D linemen or the O line. So did y'all see the don't, goal line play where everything set up perfectly? There's the gap. Thirty five's got to fill it. He runs he opposite side, and yeah. the running back runs right to the end zone. They run straight. They, they, they run straight past him. They run so straight hey, past hey man, him all the time. Who, who's starting for you at quarterback this week? That's tough. I think. I know, but this what I think. Y'all might not like me for this, but this is what I think, man. I think you do start blacking. See what he okay. got first. See what he, see what he got after. The first script. Okay. But I do think you play all your quarterbacks. Even though you start him, I do think you play all your quarterbacks because at the end of the day, it's Jacksonville State. He can either struggle or he can succeed. But at the end of the day, it's Jacksonville State. It's not ACC competition. So I do I do feel like you do get to younger quarterbacks some run just so they can get that college feel and then you know what you got going forward. That's that's just, that's my opinion. But still, even even Blackman he ain't been playing well. 
But his receiver core, they, they haven't been showing up either. Yeah, he's not got a lot of help. His receiver so core has been. Yeah, I'm not dismissing. I just think his receiver core, they, no. don't, they don't get open. Warren Thompson can't catch a pass in traffic as big as he is. Um, I just don't think he gets no help from his receiving core, which make it worse. You know, last year it, it seemed better, but that's because Browns got the ball out of his hand a lot quicker than they do now. Um, but I, I, we gotta, we either gotta go with. I like the kid, forty eggs from what I've seen, and uh, good. the Miami yeah. game. Yeah. How do you feel about yeah, this game? The back shoulder. I mean, you nervous about it? Like, think we win? What's going on? I think I'm confident we're gonna win. I just wanted to see a blowout. Like if I see a blowout, I have a lot more confidence in the team. But then again, I feel like we're gonna struggle. So it's kind of I got a mix. I got a mix feel about this game as a whole. I just want to see a blowout. I want to see us dominate. Even though it's Jacksonville State, I just want to see us dominate for once. Like just dominate so we can get a, some kind of confidence going in. So at, but then asking again, for. Asking for a friend of mine, do you yeah, just think want... Florida State can win by more than 26 and a half points or not? He didn't want to answer, right? If the defense if the defense to get some stops, I think they could. That's that's my so I have a question for you guys. I trivia question of the night. Between Miami and Georgia Tech, they have had 28 drives against Florida State's defense. How many three and outs do you think the defense has had so far this year? None. Probably none. Yeah, my guess was going to be one. But go ahead. Zero. Zero three and outs by one. 28 drives. That's inexcusable. That's on Adam Fuller. Like, I'm all for the the players deserve their win. But what are you doing, Adam Fuller? And what I see see when I'm watching the defense is, it's not like teams is really dialing up. Like you could say, oh, that's a good play. That's a good play. They just be dinking and dunking. They way down the field on third. Yeah. They get a third and five, and they do a nice little simple out route that's wide open because he blitz from that side. You can dunk they whole way down the field. Easy. Easy. That's why I'm that's why I'm not a big fan of this team. The corners is off when they should just be for the state, man. Play a man up, be physical at the line, and just bump and run, just like we've been doing. For years. Well, if you can't play know. man against Jacksonville State, right? Like, you know, I, if, you, if you're worried about Miami's talent out wide or King running, running, so you need guys in zone in case you tell, like I can kind of understand there. But if you can't man up and play defense on Jacksonville State's wide receivers, I mean, just throw in the rest yeah. of the season, bro. Like, yeah. let's What's just move on. I'm not trying to give anybody a pass for Miami. Nobody, none of that. Yeah. Like I kind of get it, right? Like their their talent matches our talent on the back end. King runs the ball, but like, man, if we don't play some man defense on Jacksonville State, well, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a big, big yeah. problem. So I, that's my thoughts, man. It, it gets to the point where I realized if like we got Adam Fuller uh-huh. and we thought he it, he has an aggressive attacking defense, I've not seen that through two weeks i mean and i also understand it that, that man they are on it again we go let's go to the juniors not the seniors they had harlan barnett his first year next year they had harlan barnett and then they brought jim levitt in to correct harlan barnett so you have an analyst that's essentially your de facto defensive coordinator and now they have a new defensive coordinator 
in Adam Fuller, who I believe in. I thought he did a good job at, at Marshall and Memphis, and it's just not there. That I think these players, they are thinking way too much. They, they've lost their instincts to an extent to the point where they can't use their athleticism because they don't look like elite athletes, but we know for the most part, a lot of these guys are. They're just thinking way too much, man. What are you thinking? Uh, this is my Zooms yeah. girl. Shay, that's you. <laughs> oh, yeah. What happened? He told us his name. I just couldn't hear him. I know. <laughs> I put I put your name on there. I put it. This is my girl's Zoom. Um, oh. Like you had said. But no, I don't know. I mean, it's got to get better, right? Like, it, yeah. I mean, it can't get worse. You know, so I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> what you What you got is our final record this year, man. Yeah, good question. Final record. All right, if we win this game, depending on how we win this game, really would determine. But I think we could get. I know we could get Duke, NC yeah. State. Yeah. Um. And I think I think we'll wake up. Like, Last year, even last year, we woke up for teams like Wake Forest, Virginia. We just didn't finish. I think we'll wake up for like, you know, Louisville, get about five. If we improve, we get about five or six. Improve. That's yeah. that's just Louisville. That's if we wake up though. Because Georgia Tech should have been the win. Yeah, I think five wins would be massive. For Jeff Sims, now, he, he ain't look good since he played us. All he's doing is throwing to the other team. How many did that to us too, bro? I mean, for the first half, but then he stopped the second half. It kind of was bad. Yeah. Um. Hey, but if you want to see a blowout, I mean, if you really want to see a blowout, um, my Lakers play about an hour from the crib tomorrow night, so you can just watch them beat the hell out of Miami again tomorrow night, and we can all just celebrate the King um, getting his fourth title. So, uh, with the, with the third different franchise. Um, so anyway, all right. Thanks for hanging out, man. We got another caller, and we're gonna get out of here. But I appreciate your support. And thanks for hanging all out, man. No problem. Man. We gotta right, we gotta get to over under two, so we gotta make this kind of quick. We've been saying that with every caller that calls in, and then we keep on for like ten minutes. But I mean, I feel what you're saying. Yeah, they're they're playing ten minutes from my house, and I haven't I haven't watched a single minute of the NBA Finals, and I probably won't. But I will turn on the ring ceremony or the once the Heat or the Lakers clinch it. I I, I gotta watch this uh, presentation or trophy presentation live, man. That's gonna be special, dude. When when LeBron holds up that trophy and says this is for Kobe, like I think yeah, I'm man. just gonna break down yeah. crying. So I'm probably gonna yeah. cry. My wife is gonna cry, but hey, well, welcome to the crying Tevin. podcast, Tevin. <laughs> Tevin. Tab, you big Lakers fan too? What's going on oh, with you? What, what, oh, what? yeah, Big Bron, Big Bron. Big Let's Bron. go. That's big what, Bron I really want to talk about Freddie FSU. No. Freddie, no. Yeah, he, he <laughs> we don't want to talk about FSU. We just want to talk about the NBA oh, Finals. Man. So are we sweeping them or are we going to be gentlemen on this? Uh, after last night, it looked like it's going to be a sweep. Now, I've heard Bam might not play again on game two. Oh, yeah, they definitely Oh, really? Because oh, yeah. like, game two was definitely sweet. That's ball game. Yeah, I mean, I I hope Bam does play. I, I it looks like Dragic Dragic is is probably out too, but I hope Bam does play because I, mean, I don't want to beat them with all their guys hurt. I mean that's I mean that's boring, you know. Like number four for Bron. Sound good to me when I'm putting that money into them guys. <laughs> right, 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 right. So um, 
All right, man. We, we, we'll talk a little Florida State, bro. I know that's what you called in for. What, what, what are your thoughts, man? Who's starting at QB? How you feel about this weekend? Where you at? Uh, who's starting at QB? I hope, please don't let it be Blackman. That's all I want. I don't want. I don't want to see Blackman out there. I don't want to see Leonard Warren out there. Uh, what's the what's the uh defensive tackle that was zero? I definitely don't want to see him out there. He get blew off the ball every time. I don't want to see. I don't want to see J. Rob out there. He's so sorry, man. I don't even want to see Whitby out there. To be honest, because Whitby ain't it no more. It's a lot of guys I don't want to see out there. To be honest, who you gonna put in that for? Man, listen. I like Travis J. Nazardine should be back this week. We uh, big country put big country in the. I definitely don't want to see 30. I definitely don't want to see 30 at the end because we already don't got no pass rush. That's that's the biggest thing about our defense. We ain't got no pass rush. So we ain't got no pass. Only, only guy that really make a pass rush is Gainer. So I think our best defender. So I think we need to bring like, and this sounds crazy. It sounds like, you know, my, my wild mind when I'm playing, at, you know, NCAA 14 or Madden, you need to bring five or six every single play and trust these defensive backs. We know Asante Samuel is a lockdown corner. So half the field is shut down. If you can't trust the other half of your defensive backs, then we're in trouble anyway. Bring some pressure. Make the quarterback make a decision. And let's see what happens. Because right now we're sitting back, giving up three to four to five yard, you know, find the soft spot in the zone and sit down. And we'll just, we'll run a 13 play drive on, on the first drive. We'll run a 17 play drive on the second drive. That's what Miami did. Go aggressive. If you get burnt and beat for a deep touchdown, but you're being aggressive, that's fine with me. I cannot sit on my couch for nine more games and watch us just give up, you know, four or five yard hitch routes the whole game as they march down on us while we get no pass rush. Blitz everybody. We we only have, I think, one sack on the season, and the defensive lineman has not contributed to that at all. I am so done with this. Switch it up. Adam Fuller, I said a few minutes ago, he's on my hot seat. He needs to find a he needs to switch things up. And not like he did against Miami, because that did not work at all. <laughs> Man, listen, when I, I, I knew it was gonna lose the Miami game, but I ain't know it was gonna lose in that fashion. It's the fashion we lost. I'm I'm watching the game and I'm talking to Freddie, and we were like, bro, they scored on their first three drives. Bro, they scored on like five straight drives. I'm like, bro, what is what is the defense out here doing? Six straight. I, I, yeah, what be killing three, me six. is they keep they keep throwing one out there in coverage like he just like he all world or something out there. Then they throw J Rob in coverage. I'm like, what is he doing? Fuller is the what is Fuller out here doing? Yeah. And why did we run a three four last week? I like I thought it was a four three. What is he doing? Fuller definitely Fuller, Fuller definitely gets some blame. But the fact that Richie just said, and I've seen the tweets on the, the timeline, and I'm not taking any blame away from Fuller, but I'm adding some to guys like Wilson and Kando in that defensive line because they're getting pushed back every play. Every and I don't play. care how I don't care how bad the scheme is when you're a defensive lineman that they talked about going to the first round and you get no push. Has Marvin Wilson been on the field minus the 15-yard penalty? Like, what, what has he been doing? You know, like, so that, 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 that scheme, I understand, but I'm going to add some blame to that defensive line because that has been 
terrible through 120 minutes of football. So for me, the the, the two most disappointing things, Adam Fuller is still number one to me because Florida I, and State. He, made, he made no adjustments from game one to game two. And as far as like the cushion we give defensive backs or the receivers and Marvin Wilson's got to be my second most disappointing guy, because here's a guy he he could have gone in the first or second round in the draft this year if he wanted to. But he wanted to come back to improve his stock, be a top 15 pick. And I still think he has a capability, but he's not showing it through two games. You know, he's he's not he where has he been? Like you said, he's getting pushed back his best plays. He's, uh, you know, pl- playing a stalemate with the guy in front of him, not even getting double teamed. I still think he has it in him because and TJ, you mentioned the the targeting foul, which was that's not on Marvin, though, man, that in the fact. I'm pretty sure he's 17 yards downfield when he made that tackle. So for a defensive tackle to get that far downfield and make a play, awesome, good for him. And when he got ejected, he didn't go sit on the bench. He came, he was involved talking to the players. That makes it okay. Like I know Marv won't be a part of the solution in the next few, few years, but I'm still good with him playing because he clearly does care. And I don't know how many players on this team truly do care like he does right now. I think that's the biggest problem, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't care. I'm just not seeing anything oh, no, yeah. out of him, right? Like he's just agree. He, yeah, he's played like, average. He's average. I mean, it would he's be like struck. Yeah, I don't even know if average is a good word or not. Um, I'm being serious. I don't even mean like yeah. he's no, been. I mean, the whole team's been below average. Who has been? Who even besides your Australian punter? Who's been average on this team? Nobody's been average on this. Mark Gainer. Mark Gainer's been. I feel like Gainer's Yeah, Freddie. Who do you think? Because I, I agree, Gainer. Man, that, that, that's, that guy. That's whenever no we need ten more of him on defense. Gainer shines on the field. Like it, it's, yeah. it, it feels kind of like how we, we felt in high school. I played with Tevin in high school. And we had a trash team, and I always was got oh man, y'all y'all got blew up, but you ball like that's that's how I feel about Mari Gainer right now. Like he's balling, but we got <laughs> other guys that are stepping up. They're getting completely blown, blown off the ball, and they're supposed to be our dogs. And these are the guys we're supposed to look up to, and they getting blown off the ball every play. They do a lot of talking, but when I cut on that film, I'm seeing it <laughs> over and over again. I don't really want to hear what you're saying. I, I'm watching. You. Yeah, I hear you, Freddie. Uh, that's. So listen, I'll be like, man, I'll be watching the game. I watch the D line because I'll be like, all right, let's see what they're gonna do. Every time they get pushed five yards back, I'll be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> do we got an all American on our D line? I thought we had an all American no, on our D line. No, no, we do not. No, we do not. That, my issue with the D line is even though I play offense, I think the, whole, the entire identity of your team is off your D line. If you have a soft D line, nobody's gonna respect you. Um, when team comes out there, mind the scene that they can push us off the ball. Man, they knew what they could do, whatever they wanted to do, whatever they wanted to do, whatever they wanted to do. Because there's the me, and when the last time we recruited some DNs, because it seemed like we ain't had a pass rush in like four or five years since Burns been gone. We ain't had a pass rush. You don't. That's why I, I said you need to bring no. five or six every single play. And if you give up a 15, 20, 30 yard pass at that point, so be it. Because if you don't give it up in one play, you're going to give it up in the next five at this point. Right. So do something different. Down. So if Adam okay. Fuller, like he, he's my biggest disappointment. I, I hate to be that guy. I'm giving Mike Norvell somewhat of a pass. He deserves a lot of blame, but obviously he wasn't there for Miami. He couldn't call the plays. Uh, that's why I, I, I said a little bit ago, man, um, Tevin, I said, let's, we need to split this into two seasons. 
after UNC is, you know, season number two, so to speak for us, because if we don't see any growth from there, man, it's going to be a long few years for Florida state fans. Cause we can't afford to fire Mike. And if he, he's not showing progress that we have no hope, but if he does show that progress, you can kind of sell that on the recruiting show this year, not to a top 15 class type level, but you can kind of sell it. But the next year you go out and you win seven, eight games. You can say, Hey, look, you saw what it looked like in my first few games. You saw where we're at now. You can be part of the solution and get us to a BCS bowl in the future. You know, not, not everybody as spoiled as Freddie is playing in, you know, a national title, a playoff and two other, you know, NY six bowls, but you can sell that to high school kids who just want a chance. So you need to show progress, but man, I'm not, I'm not out on the team this year after two weeks and I won't be out on them no matter what happens next week. But like I said, that second half of the season for me is the biggest thing, like show improvement, have a winning record in the second half of the season and look like, you know what you're doing. And I think that's huge progress. And that sucks for Florida state fans. Cause we're used to BCS NY six national championships, but that's not what we're going to get this year. Not even close. I just feel like he puts you in position though, on offense to make plays, but nobody's making the play. Yeah. I agree with that. Like we, I mean, Miami's kind of a wash, right? Like I don't, there's nothing redeeming from that game, but the Georgia tech game, we were in position to make plays and didn't make them. Right. And so, you know, we catch, yeah, I hate to play the F game, but yeah, you're, you're totally right. Tab, man, thanks for hanging out. We got to jump out of here. We got to do um, before you check off um, kind of touch on what Richie said. Um, Bringing those blitzes. I think when you're around the league defensive coordinators, those guys, I think Fuller is giving these teams too much credit before even attacking them, right? We're playing too passive from the jump. When you're around these elite defensive coordinators, it's like, man, let's see how these guys handle blitzes. Let's see if their bats can hold up in protection and how these offensive linemen pass off blitzes. From the first snap of the game, we were just playing passive. That's a formula. That's a formula for failure. You don't know if these, and they had young backs. A lot of these guys struggle with pass protection. They're great in the run game, but they struggle with pass protection. So that's that's something we got to see out of more in the future. We don't have a pass rush, and we got to attack the offense, see if these guys can pass protect. We don't know. Let's find out. The all facts, though. He said no pressure. You just sit back. Let him scan the field all day. Now you got 500 passing yards on our head and 52, now it's 52 teams. Hey, we were better than LSU this week, right? <laughs> Oh, no. yeah, they gave up by Sam <laughs> Yeah, no, they gave up 600 yeah. passing yards, man. <laughs> yeah, but at least they didn't get blown out, bro. Like, I'll tell, I'll trade with LSU they're the, all day. They're the first national champion to lose their opener the next year in, like, 30 years. <laughs> I would trade places with LSU immediately if you would give me that. Uh, hell, yeah. If you would give me yeah, yeah, I mean, that. We're also, we're also at the lowest point at, in Florida State history no, in a lifetime. Oh, like, Tev, we got to get out of here, man. My Appreciate wife it, man. Me, but thanks Appreciate for hanging out, bro. Yes, sir. All right, let's let's rapid fire this over. Under. I got I got one question that has come in, and it was from our guy that won um, won the pick'em, and so I told him we'd answer this. If we didn't get your question tonight, which we didn't get to anybody's except for this one, <laughs> um, we'll get to it next time. If Tater Chubba on Saturday and it looks serviceable. Do they start against Notre Dame or do you start James Blackman against Notre Dame regardless and allow him to get blasted rather than letting one of the freshmen get blasted? Thoughts on 
who starts against Notre Dame or what has to happen? Maybe this is a better question. What has to happen for Blackman to start against Notre Dame and what has to happen for like one of the new guys to start against Notre Dame? Um, I think um, this game, like um, one of the guys came on, he said, thanks to um, everybody get an opportunity to play. If that is the case, Blackman has to completely ball out and buy himself another week. That's just looking at it like the big dogs. You got to earn yourself another opportunity. If he earns himself another opportunity, it may, he may be in a position to start against Notre Dame. But if he shows what we've been seeing the past few weeks, I, I just believe one of these young guys is going to get in and seize the opportunity and we'll be looking at one of those guys getting an opportunity to play. And I'm rolling with Jordan Travis at this point. I just think black men, he doesn't really give us a chance to win. They're going to try to implement some things with Jordan Travis. That's just what I believe. And then this, once Purdy gets along his recovery process, they may try to um, put him in there a bit, but I want to roll Purdy out this early. So, yeah, I like that. For, I think that's exactly right. Like, whoever looks the best is going to get it. I mean, pretty yeah. simply. So, Richie, for, for my opinion, j- just go back to our previous show if you want to hear my thoughts on Blackman. Like, I'm out. I'm not. I'm not going to rehash that. There's no need to. Um, I we're going to hit this real quick next and rapid fire when our over under. But I don't think Blackman starts. Um, I think it's going to be a road maker. I think Purdy, if he's healthy enough, gets a chance. Uh, and my original thought was that unless he's hundred percent, don't play him. No, man. If he's 85, 90%, I think you need to run him out here this week because you do not want Chubba Purdy's first snap to be against Notre Dame in South Bend. I know there's not going to be any fans there, but at the same time, it, Purdy needs to you know get out there and, and get game rapid fire. I, I, I truly think he's the best quarterback on our roster. And I, and I don't think it's particularly close at all, to be honest. So I, I think he's our future. If he doesn't play this week, I would not expect him against Notre Dame because it'd be foolish to run him out there. Um, I think you save him for the week later. So uh, my thoughts, I mean, I, if Blackman starts, I, I think he's going to play well enough to keep his job for another week because it is Jacksonville State. I don't think he should start, and I don't think he does. Um, Mike Norvell is a lot smarter than me when it comes to football. He gets paid a lot more money, so we'll see what he does. I'm with it. What's rapid fire look like? All right, so over under last week, real quick, this is gonna be a real rapid fire. So we had two and a half players take a snap from center. We all took over. We all hit. Derek King, 289.5 yards. We all took the over. We all hit. Tamari and Terry, five and a half catches. We all took the over. We all missed. FSU sacks allowed, four and a half. TJ and Freddie took the over. I took the under. I was the idiot there. Florida State points, 22 and a half. TJ took the under, and it was right me in front. I won the week. Let's go. TJ got four. Freddie got three. I got two. So the season totals right now, uh, TJ's at 11. Me and Freddie are tied at nine. So it's it's close, but TJ, he's trying to pull away. Hey, so I want to show you guys this before we move on. Um, we did the weekly picks on the big three roll up every week last week, and um, oh, I won. <laughs> so I legitimately got myself a trophy. It was like twenty bucks, and so I sent myself. He, he, he and, used your Patreon money to make that for himself, guys. I'm that's right. I sure did. I sure did. Uh, and let me tell you something. If we win, if I win this this week this year, I'm I'm gonna have another one to go right beside it. My wife thinks I'm the biggest idiot for having that, and I think it's hilarious. People come over like, "Oh, what'd you win?" And I was like. 
oh, it's like worthless. <laughs> I, I, I think Kara has a valid point, but we'll, we'll she's I right. Digress. Um, so y'all ready to, to rapid fire this over under and call it a night? Let's get it. All right. So, I mean, this is pretty straightforward. 0.5 first drive of the game snaps for James Blackman. TJ, over under. I'm going over. I think right. he takes a snap on the first drive. Freddie? Under. I'm taking under as well. Um, Can I ask something to follow that up? Um, yeah. This is not on our official one, uh, but I'm just asking on the side. Over under James Blackman snaps for the game, 0. 0.5. I'd say over. Yo. Okay. I think I'll I just want to see if you guys. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. All right. I just uh, was curious. We're not counting that. I just so this next one, and this is completely random because I don't know, but I, I really like this guy, and I'll go first. Lawrence to Philly, 13 and a half touches for the game. I'm taking the over. I think he earned it. Freddie. Yeah, I think he'll get a um, bigger role in this game. So I'm excited about it. I think he gets about 14, 15 touches. All right. TJ? Uh, I'll go. So pass receptions and rushing plays, correct? Yes. So not kick returns. Yeah, no kick, no punt. Yeah. I'll go under. All right. Next one, because we haven't seen it yet this year, Florida State sacks by defensive linemen over under one and a half, TJ. My goodness. Um, they do not have one yet this year, but they should, in theory, dominate this offensive line. Yeah, I should have dominated Georgia Tech's offensive yeah. line. I'll still take the over on this. Okay. Yeah. Ready? I mean, I'll take the over. Yeah, I just think of Joshua Kando against, what was it, Delaware State? I think he had four and a half, five sacks. Um, I think it's similar to that. So maybe I set it too low, but we'll take I think I'd take, I think I'd take the under at two and a half, though, just to let you know. But go ahead. Really? No, let's right. keep it at one and a half. So, and well, half. so this next one, and we talked about it earlier. So between Miami and Georgia Tech, they had 28 offensive drives. We are yet to see a three and out from Florida State's defense. So give me, we'll start with TJ, over, under, two and a half, three and outs for Florida State's defense this week. Under. Under, all right. Freddie? I'll take the under, too. I'm going to take the over, just, it's got to Because you want to get farther behind. <laughs> and our, 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 our final one for the week, um, this was not a Bovada line, because Bovada took the line off the book when I went to make this tonight. But I think it's pretty fair, and, it, and we'll go right into our score predictions from here. Um, 35 and a half points, Florida State. Uh, TJ. Over. Freddie. 35 and a half. Yep. I say under. Under. I'm taking the over as well. Um, and we'll go from there, and uh, I guess from there, do we want to go right into our score predictions, guys? Yeah, I have absolutely nothing to base this on. I really thought that I predicted the Miami game well, um, and I was the closest um, to it. No, that's um, not even bragging. On like, which just, one of your on which one of your multiple predictions, though? The one that I thought was going to happen, right. like the one that, like, if I'm basing it on what I've seen, this one, and you know, if somehow miraculously we've made corrections, the closer one. Um, so I felt like I had a pretty good read on the Miami game. Um, I have no read on this at all. So, 38 to 13. 38-13. 38-13. 
Does that match up with your spread predictions? 38 to 13, 25, uh, 38. To no, 10. it doesn't. It doesn't match up because you picked 30, them to cover. Well, that means I got to get one of them right. So, right 38, 10, um, 38, 10. All right, Freddie, where are you at, man? Oh my God. That's way too low for the defense. Hold on. For, uh, 40, <laughs> 41, oh, to dude, you're killing me, man. 41 to 13. Sorry. Uh, Freddie, where are you at? I'll say 31 to 17. 31 17. That's that's probably the closest. I'm a little man. I, I did take the um Jacksonville State to cover the spread. I'm gonna go 41 to 17. I it should be less than 10 for Jacksonville State. I don't trust the defense. I I I almost went 41 20. Um either way, I have Jacksonville State covering the spread. Florida State's offense does come to life a little bit and score some points. We might even see like a Travis J punt return for a touchdown. But yeah, I don't see us covering. But if I'll say this, if it's like 31 you've got us just you've got us just barely not covering. Right? You've got us not covering by 3 points. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, uh, there's gamesmanship and stuff uh, uh, from this standpoint. But at the same time, I mean, I don't, I don't trust the defense. If I trusted the defense, if they, if the defense was what I thought they were heading into the game one, where they are now, I would take that spread all day, every day, because I do think the offense gets rolling this week. I think Mike Norvell makes the necessary changes. I, I don't think we see a lot of James Blackman. Um, I think we're gonna see a lot of Jordan Travis running the ball. We're gonna see some some wild Corbin, whatever you want to call it. I, I think we're gonna score some points, but. But I think we're going to be disappointed in the defensive performance overall. Well, being disappointed is not anything different than what I've felt the entire year. So well, for the last three years. So I'm, I'm ripe for the, uh, just ever since Freddie this- left, can we send him back to Florida? Freddie, you got any eligibility left? Or are you done? Use them all up. You don't need a few people <laughs> Can you bring some somebody guys back that. with you, man? Can you bring Telvin back and, and somebody you know, asked? I don't, that. I don't even so, Jameis. Give me Everett back. <laughs> now we'll we'll answer we'll answer that because somebody did ask it. Actually, I just saw it on the timeline. You get real quick. You don't have to give an explanation. You get one player to bring back for all time FSU to bring back for this team. Who is it? For this, team? Charlie. Ward. You don't need ex- Charlie. You don't Ward. need explanation because we understand why. Charlie Ward. Mobile quarterback behind a bad offense line, but still a great thrower and a great runner, Charlie Ward. Freddie? Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, we need points. It's hard to put somebody on the defense right now. I was thinking defense, but it wouldn't really make sense. So I'm going to roll with Charlie Ward. What are you, CJ? So I'm, I mean, I'm going Jameis because the obvious pick, but I might go Dalvin. I mean, he ran behind <laughs> awful offensive lines for years and years and years. Yeah, but he had so, a really good pullback. So I'm just saying. Yeah, he was a fullback no more, man. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna, yeah, I'll still go down. Sorry, Freddie, but maybe 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 Marvin can lead block. So because uh, yeah, he can't play defensive pick, tackles. <laughs> James is my pick, but I'm probably leaning Dalvin if not him. So, all right. Anyway, uh, we will do a reaction show this week. Yeah, I mean, unless we get blown out, because then I'm just gonna go jump off the skyway. So, like, no, at that point, I'm yeah, doing a reaction it. show, like, and it will be it will be re- my uh, my I'm resignment from all of you guys. Like I'm done. So like, we, will do a reaction. we will do a reaction show. We'll be in the discord chat this week. Go to patreon.com slash double fries pod, like share rate review. If you don't, if you watch this live, 
on Facebook, if you're still hanging out with us or you're on Periscope or whatever, go to your iTunes app on your phone uh, and rate us five stars if you could. There's really not a great way for you to do that if you're not on iTunes. So if you uh, don't have an iPhone, then upgrade your life and um, and get one and then rate us five stars on iTunes. Um, stop texting other people in green bubbles. Um, if you could, um, again, sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash double fries pod, jump in our discord this weekend. We'll have a lot of fun, hopefully celebrating a win. Appreciate everybody's support. Appreciate you guys, uh, for hanging out for these couple of hours here on this Thursday night, taking some calls, answering some questions and, um, trying to get ready for our first win of the year. And this time in 48 hours, we will be one and two. So, um, Man, I'm praying that that's right. So, yeah, I just other than is, that, this is going to be our latest first win of the season in, of my lifetime. I think <laughs> we don't need to go there. I just that random thought. When did Freddie, that win in 2017 happen? When did that win in 27? Wasn't it? Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a delayed season, so I think it was. We did delay it by a week, though, or we had a game delayed by a week. We lost Alabama, then we had the week delayed because the hurricane. Then we lost. But I still think it was before October. It could have been. We've never not won a game in September in my life, I don't think. That's scary. (laughs) So um, I I haven't picked a song in like two months. So I don't know what I'm going to pick. You got it. Go for it, But Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be. No, no, I'm going to put you on the spot that me and Freddie feel, or me and Freddie feel, you got to tell us right now. What's it going to be? Oh, man. All right, I can do that. I just got to look at what I'm doing. Um. I think Tua Philly has a really big game, guys, by the way. I wouldn't be surprised to see 100-plus all-purpose yards while TJ's thinking about his song. That I think Tua Philly, he can't do 20, 25 carries a game, but that guy's a player, and he looked like it last week. How many touchdowns? Well, we, we have two on the entire season through eight quarters. <laughs> oh, you just gave us week? 41 points. Oh, you meant this week? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm like – um, I was like, no, I'll, I'll give him one. I'll give him one. I'll give him one. I think he, uh, he's electric, man. If he gets in the open field against a team like Jacksonville state, I think he can get there. Um, I'm a big fan. I, I do think he's one of the few parts of the solution we have left in the program right now. Freddie, what, what do you think? I know you like seeing number nine out there last week. Yeah, I, I, while, I, while TJ thinks for a song. I, I think getting him in the game would be big for us. Um, just the energy he brings and just looking back at that film from last week, man, his, his vision and the backs, they, they're good runners, but how he was set up his blocks and doing, making moves before they even got there. Like it was one play where the safety was coming from the right side and he hugged his um, tackle to the left. And as his receiver was leading up the field, he tried to hug that block knowing that he was trying to get back to that right side. And he had a dead leg move to get back over to the right most black backs would have tried to cut back immediately once they saw that opening. He set it up, and then the guy came right back to where he wanted to get, so it wasn't that far away, that drastic of a cut he had to make. You don't get that type of elite breakdown from a former running back at this level anywhere but from the Double Fries pod, but we have it here. And then with that, TJ, send us out, man. What are we going with? Um, Shout out my lightning. We're going Thunderstruck. Um, oh, right. lightning I'm winning out. the Stanley Cup. Yo, I almost let me tell you guys, TJ. This. I'm the biggest Bolts fan you'll ever meet, man. <laughs> the biggest Bolts fan on this pod, besides me and Freddie, who doesn't even watch it. Um, K 
Carrie Underwood came out with a Christmas album the other day. Um, that just totally is not the vibe, but but it's October. We're getting pretty close to Christmas, so I almost went with a Carrie Underwood like um, Silent Night or something for y'all, but I went with oh, Thunderstruck. God. So, so let's get out of here. See you guys on Saturday. Thank y'all. Uh-huh.